Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Zero season two episode twenty one. Oh my gosh, we're already in episode twenty one. Madness. This show rolls on. I'm your host Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey everybody. We got Aaron Perine. What's going on, everybody? We got Jamie Girac. Good morning. Good morning, and I got a dark saber because I went to Star Wars Celebration. I'm in my Star Wars era. I don't care. I am uh, very much, I'm in my Star Wars moment and I'm enjoying it. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi in the second half of the show because it is just excellent so far. And we're going to talk spoilers. We're saving it for the rest of the second half of the show because we're doing Marvel up front. If you haven't watched Obi-Wan, we will spare you the spoilers. None of them will come here first. We're also going to do some Fantastic Four fan casting. Uh, So that's going to be fun. And I encourage everybody in the comment section to drop their Fantastic Four fan casting when we get to that section and tell us how great ours is. And if you don't like it, shush. All right. We are a positive, supportive, inclusive community. And speaking of inclusive, also happy Pride Month to everybody. Uh, I'm very excited to celebrate Pride Month. And I think everybody know that we support everybody here. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't have the better words for it. I think it's just obvious. We like to build an inclusive community where everybody's welcome. And happy Pride Month to everybody who celebrates. And I hope everybody who's never celebrated before will celebrate now for the first time. All right. Let's get to some MCU news. Jenna, you added this to the schedule this morning. You caught the news, so I'll let you take this one. Okay, yeah, we don't. We didn't even get a post-credit scene. We got like a little pre-credit scene this week. Um, we got the news that Daniela Melcher, who played Ratcatcher two in Guardian or in the Suicide Squad, is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, this was a thing that people had speculated about in the past. There was like one photo she posted months ago of her getting fitted for a prosthetic, something or other, and people were like, "Oh my God, is she going to be Moon Dragon in?" in volume three and Gunn had to come out and say, no, she's not, but she is still in the movie in one way or the other. Um, this was confirmed by deadline this morning. And then Gunn retweeted it and said, I can confirm and confirm that she's wonderful in the role. She is one of my favorite people and actors around. And I hope this is just the second of many projects that we will work on together. Um, deadline also reported that there is still a secret actor in the movie. Cause we know that Gunn has kind of teased that on his social media and that it isn't Daniela. And it also is not Keanu Reeves. So for everyone who is like Keanu Reeves is silver surfer, it seems like that's not happening yet. Um, and then, like I said, he already said that she's not playing Moon Dragon, but I know a lot of people are speculating about who she could be. My personal theory is that she'll be Phyla Bell, which would just be really cool. But I'm extremely happy that she's in this movie to begin with. What do y'all hold think? Hold on, hold here? on. Now, I need you to explain yourself to all the <laughs> listeners and myself. Phyla Bell, uh-huh. who's that, Jenna? 
Oh God, I am. I I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, okay. But you are no, the she she's just a very cosmic character. She's tied to like the Captain Marvel sort of legacy thing. She's just a super cool badass cosmic fighter, and that seems like somebody that I think she would be really fun to to see her as. So that's just my personal pet theory until we're proven wrong. Hey, I, I trust Jenna above anyone else. <laughs> I'm not you. gonna lie. Professor Jenna knows <laughs> all. Um, I think that's cool. I, I'm a big fan of Danielle Melchior. She was uh, she was really nice during interviews. She was great in the Suicide Squad. She had the, honestly, Ratcatcher had the best arc in the Suicide Squad, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yep. yeah. So I support. I support, and I love how James Gunn just he just makes friends with people, and then he just keeps using them for everything that he does. And I think that's a cool thing too. Like Guardians Volume Two felt like he's been friends with Michael Rooker for a long time, so he said. I'm just making a movie for Michael Rooker. <laughs> he made it a Yondu movie. Um, what, a, what a Jamie Aaron, what do you guys think of this? I mean, yeah, I, I, James Gunn must be a very fun person to work with. And that's nice to know uh, or to speculate on. And I agree. I think that she was the best part of Suicide Squad. And there's been so we've I mean, he's hinted many times that that there would be Suicide Squad actors in Guardians. And I'm glad that she's the one who's it's revealed to be. I hope maybe there's more, uh, but uh, I'm satisfied with this piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is exciting because, I mean, it seems like Suicide Squad was so long ago now. I'm like, yeah, that's right. She's really, really good in this movie. Um, I, I, I wonder why we keep getting tipped that there's just another person lurking in the dark. <laughs> Uh, when we all Mark know Hamill, movies. yeah, sure. What I know, right? Like, who yeah. who could it pop? You're all very afraid. You're not afraid of Feige and, and the gunfire anymore. So, what could it possibly be? Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. I think that with all the Captain Marvel at all, uh, uh Father Vell would be cool, Jenna. That'd be kind of cool. awesome. Where it's just the Marvels and it's just that pointing meme, but with Captain Marvel stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, excited. It's cool. I also wonder how big her role is because mm -hmm. didn't he put Palm Clementiev in the Suicide Squad yes. for like a moment? Yes. Yeah, she background. was just yeah. So it could also be something like that that she does wonderfully, uh, as James Gunn described. So it's interesting. It's interesting because he could be sending her on a trajectory to be a major player in the MCU. She could just be a a, 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 a bus driver for all we know. Like it could be anything <laughs> like who just shows up in one scene, a dancer or, or, or whatever. Uh, but that's cool. I think it's cool. I love how James Gunn brings his people around and after he enjoys working with them. Um, we got more good news. Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hawkeye season two is looking like it's a possibility now, you guys. Um, Disney changed the Emmy award category for Hawkeye from outstanding, outstanding limited or anthology series to outstanding comedy series. Uh, so it, of course, with all it's be it's become so funny how we all like obsess over these Emmy classifications now because they are the next frontier of tipping us off for if there's going to be more of what we enjoy or not. Um, I, I think that it's probably tipping their hand, but it also could be this thing a win for a comedy series more than it'll just win for outstanding limited series because there's so much stuff that gets produced. It's a really crowded category, but I'm not, I'm not going to turn down anymore. Haley Steinfeld. I know y'all won't either. What do you guys think? You think we're hitting for season two of Hawkeye? I mean, I would like to say that one, heck yeah, give me more Hawkeye. I want it all in my face right now. Uh, but I would like to go on a mini tangent about 
comedy series uh, because that's an odd choice. And I have said this a million times. And I'm going to say it right now so that all of our listeners can hear me say it. And it is that splitting the Emmys into comedy and drama is nonsense because there it's, it's why like Fleabag and Barry were able to sweep because of course these shows that are dramedies I think that we should focus more on genre and less on gender uh, having uh, um, best actress and best actor categories doesn't make sense to me if those categories didn't exist then Lena Hetty would have had at least one Emmy and Peter Dinklage wouldn't have like 20 Emmys uh, not to say he doesn't deserve at least one of those but anyway I think that we should focus on genre and less on um, gender because Hawkeye is not a comedy show. It has com- comedy in it. Anyway, that's not the point of this discussion, but I needed to get it out. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Jamie brings points. I know. I completely agree. Like a thousand percent. That whole classification thing is just so random. I It's so funny to me seeing how they are retroactively classifying these shows. Like I know it was the whole thing with the Moon Knight finale of like, here's the tweet that says it's the series finale. And then they deleted that and then put out one that was like season finale. And it's like, you guys might have just like screwed yourselves out of an Emmy here, depending on which category you end up nominating Moon Knight in. So it's funny now seeing them after the fact go for this. I get that they think they probably have more chances nominating Hawkeye as a comedy series, but I agree with Jamie. It feels a little tonally. I get it it's the probably the most comedic out of the shows that are in this crop but it still feels like is this really a true comedy compared to something like an actual network sitcom like it's definitely a weird classification i mean i'm hoping that it's a classification for a season two you know i could see more hawkeye i could see i uh, in terms of like the hawkeye character i mean it it, i don't want to say it's hard to imagine like you know a hawkeye movie but it's been so long and we got a series and now they did a season one. So it's hard to imagine going from a Hawkeye series after so long to a Hawkeye movie. So it feels like it makes sense to build more IP on Disney plus and bring Kate Bishop back as a series. And eventually, you know, she's going to be in the movies, West coast Avengers, young Avengers, whatever they end up doing. So maybe season two just builds on Kate Bishop and has less Clint Barton or just the same amount of both, uh, both characters. Really? But, uh, yeah, give us more Kate Bishop. Flesh that out. Flesh out that character and the world she lives in and the characters she's going to introduce, be introduced to. And then throw her in the movies. Let's go. Get her interacting with that. Like all these characters on Disney Plus, Moon Knight, Kate Bishop. Like, let's go. Put them, put them. Let's get some connectivity eventually. I say season two, we leave Clint at home with the kids and it's Laura's <laughs> time to shine. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Thousand okay. percent. But yeah, I agree with I agree with what BD said of like there's so much Kate solo stuff of like the Kelly Thompson written run of Kate's where she's like a PI on the West Coast and like dealing with her own personal stuff like that feels tailor made for like a six episode season of a TV show. So I feel like there's so much they could do just with Haley and just with Kate that like I'm extremely happy if this does end up meaning we get a season two. I, I would love nothing more than it being like a big road trip thing in yes. route to like the West Coast. I know my hand's going the wrong way, but it's going the right way. <laughs> uh, and you get like Kate Bishop collecting people on the way to like Echo, who's out over here somewhere. And that's how we get to wherever we're going. It would be so, so fun. And just, you know, like Yelena and her camper van. Very, very funny. Very, very funny. All uh, yeah. See, Jamie's got the uh, macaroni and cheese vapors up in the corner. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm hoping it what happens too. And I agree with Brandon's point is that people love the characters. Some of these characters they've introduced on Disney Plus, and it feels like they're off in their own little bottles. 
And I'd like to see them all be in there, be around each other and bounce off of each other, you know? So I don't know. Give us some connectivity. Give us something, something, please. Absolutely. We got some She-Hulk. Yes, we did. We got some She-Hulk news. So it, the Disney Plus listing for the show confirmed that it is rated TV-14. Surprising basically no one. There was like a half day where it, people thought it was going to be rated G just based on the listing on the website. And it was like, no, this show, that's not going to work. This works for like Miss Marvel. This does not work for She-Hulk. Um, but yeah, this is not a surprise, but it's still just a good thing to know. Um, anyone who has read Jen Walter's comics knows they, they can get to TV-14 in terms of content. The, the the stinger at the end of the first trailer kind of hints at that. I think this is the perfect tone for the show. I'm just excited that we're in this era and we're getting her in TV 14. So what do y'all think about the rating? Is it a surprise to anybody? Uh, <laughs> we forgot this was an audio. I know. We, you know, we all just, we all just run. It's just going to be like, what happened? <laughs> Seems, yeah, nope, that tracks. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Looks great. Is, is it is that different from these other ones? Have they all not been TV fourteen? Is was my immediate question. Like, did I? Think, I, I think if I remember correctly, the like first couple Wandavision episodes were like rated PG or something because of like the like sitcom of it all, and then it became TV fourteen. But like, um, I think every other show has been TV fourteen, um, like based on what I remember. So yeah. Mm. Makes sense. The trailer trailer <laughs> seems to show that there are some some slightly more mature themes, I guess. So <laughs> 14, four, well, once you turn 14, you get to, I don't know, watch She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, uh, I would yeah, like to um, say too, they fixed, they're starting to fix the yes. CG already. They're yep, already, yep. they're already, they've heard you internet. They heard yep. you yelling about the CG. We're, yep. we're, we're, they're working as fast as they can. They hired that Sonic the Hedgehog team. <laughs> yeah, she she's going to be in Rescue Rangers too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, the CGI was tough, but I'm glad they're fixing it. And also it wasn't something that could have ruined the show for me, but we already talked about that. Yeah. We already talked about that. All right. Uh, well, I got some news. The Lego Nano Gauntlet is available for pre-order. Uh, this isn't really like huge news. I just wanted to talk about this because I love Lego and I love Iron Man and I love Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. So I'm going to buy this thing. Uh, actually, I should share information about when this thing drops. Have you guys seen this, the Lego Nano Gauntlet? I saw your tweet about it. Yeah. It looks awesome. I have the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, $69.99, August 1st. Man, so far away. It'll be here before you know oh. it. <laughs> be, like Thor, Love, and Thunder will be out by that point. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Miss Marvel will be done. Like, we'll be in the She-Hulk era, right? Or is that... When does a that couple, start? A couple weeks after that, yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness, everything's gonna change. <laughs> but yeah, if y'all have not seen the uh, the the Nano Gauntlet by Lego, it's awesome. I love the Infinity Gauntlet Lego, so I'm definitely getting the Nano Gauntlet. I bet we just sold one, and Lego's not paying us for this. I bet somebody who's listening just said, "I need to go look at this thing. I hadn't heard of it yet," and they're gonna uh, they're gonna go look at it. We just so you're welcome, Lego. If you want to send me a Nano Gauntlet for that. I mean, <laughs> I'm here. These here are presented by Lego. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Legos aren't cheap. Lego is not cheap. No. So, yeah, it's an expensive hobby. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Here I am with my new, my new favorite toy. <laughs> All right. And we got one more piece of news. Uh, uh, speaking of hurting 
You like that? Uh, uh, Emmy Rossum, who is uh, currently playing Angeline. She's best known for Shameless, of course. Us theater kids know her best from Phantom of the Opera. Uh, she uh, was up for a role uh, in uh, Fantastic Four, and she recently talked about how she was devastated that she didn't get it. I'm going to read her quote. She said, yes, I did not get it. Devastated, utterly devastated. I remember where I was when I didn't get it. I was with my now husband on a beach somewhere, and I got the call that I didn't get it, and I was pretty sure I didn't get it because I did not feel the screen test that well. I just didn't hook into the character at all. I didn't understand the dialogue. I couldn't sell it. I was like, I don't know what to do with my lines. I can't find my in here. But I was still trails off into sadness as she thinks about <laughs> the role she lost. But I mean, girl, good, good. You, you, you dodged a bullet. Uh, uh, I mean, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's all just uh, be be grateful for your career that it didn't happen. I mean, not that that movie messed up the careers of any of those people. They're all thriving, which is great because they're all very good actors. It's not their fault that that movie was a bust. Um, what do you guys think? Can you envision her in this role? I can. I'm it's happy for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I still have not seen Fan Four Stick in its entirety. That movie came out the weekend of my birthday that year, and I was like, I am not spending my birthday watching this movie. So I've just like only seen clips of it on TV. But like, I I think she dodged a bullet. I like you said, everyone in that movie is still doing fine. Like that movie was forgettable enough that like they are still able to thrive and have good careers. I could have seen her as Sue Storm, but it is one of those things of like, yeah, the, you were better off not getting this at all. I mean, I, I had to sit there and be like, is there anything else that she fell into that was like worse? And then I just realized she was in Dragon Ball Evolution. I was like, oh, <laughs> she 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 got she got away from one, but didn't didn't get away from all of it. Uh, wow. But it's it's all good. I laughed because I had to look up which one. I was like, is is this? Are we talking about Fan Four Stick? Are we talking? About, it's like, okay, we are. All right. Awesome. Oh yeah, she would have been too young yeah i was like huh like i'm confused because time doesn't make any sense anymore y'all yeah, um yeah. but i will say for for people there are people who do enjoy fan four stick miles teller is great in top gun maverick yeah. like I'm Michael seeing it this week i can't wait to see awesome. it awesome i have seen the first 20 minutes and everyone in the theater was too talking so oh. we had to leave oh. um uh, let me tell you that oh Mm, I don't understand. People pay $30 for the special fan event and then you're going to talk through it. But so I'm going to see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of Fantastic Four, let's talk about some Fantastic Four fan casting. We're going to we're going to share our Fantastic Four fan casting. I encourage you to include Dr. Doom if you have it. Uh, do I have to go first? Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. You tell me. Do I go first or you go first? Who talks first? I can first. go. I can go. I mean, I'm, I'm the one who, who, who rose the word of freaking uh, Dragon Ball Evolution in here. It's my punishment <laughs> did, now. Uh, did uh, did anybody just catch my Star Wars reference? Nobody? I did. I, oh, I did. That was uh, Poe at the beginning of Last Jedi. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm in my era. This is my moment. Star Wars. I, I, okay? That's always my era. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you, bud. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Aaron. You, you go ahead. Go ahead okay. with your, your right. fit. And if anybody's steals mine i quit (laughs) (laughs) i hope now now there's pressure because our uh villain rankings were like 80 percent the same um so (laughs) i have for mr fantastic i have henry golding because i i kind of want them to go a little younger (laughs) no you're (laughs) brother 
I swear, if I could turn my kidding. camera around and show you my notes, you're, I have you're not- lying. on on everything if i could show you my notes i had john krasinski but that's boring and predictable so i'm building i really hold on hold on listen i'm taking hold on a second no hold on i'm taking a picture i have not touched my keyboard bro oh no No! I swear! I swear I had Henry Golding! No! Me and that, yo, we are just, we, listen to, look at this. Whoa, the ABD hive mind is so real. Oh no. If we have, if we have the same Sue Storm, I'm out! There's no way. There's no way. I think I'm safe on this one because I want Amanda Seyfried. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, yeah, Mm. I think that would be good because they said they wanted a mix of like really known people and like people who might not have gotten these opportunities. So like you got your two heavy hitters and then, of course, Doom over here Um, for young Johnny Storm that will eat pizza with Tom Holland on screen. At some point, (laughs) we have Alex Lange. Like, I just went for, like, point break looking kids. Point break looking, like, 19-year-old <laughs> actors. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's absolutely right. You look like you smell like the ocean. That's that's what we're looking for. Um, and then for the thing, I'll uh, Brendan Fraser. Because he's really, I, I really think that would be cool. He's had he's had a little bit of renaissance here, of course, and there's not. There's, I feel like you'd be really, really good. Like I don't. But know. that would put him in another role where it's not him. Like, <laughs> and can we let him use his face? Please? At least the Batgirl movie. At least we get to see his face in the Batgirl movie. So at yeah. least there's that. We're yeah. not just having him roll around. No, he'll be like the thing, but with a paper bag on his head. <laughs> It's just like, no, you're not, you're never allowed to be on screen again. Um, and then for Doom, I got Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah, I just went very okay. angular, very, very dramatic. I was like, that would be cool. So that's my list. I don't do a ton of this, but I, I put in the, I, I love all of you that I put in the time to think about this. With about an hour's notice, put together a good yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. good go. work. Good work. Good work. I was sleeping when that Stole. notice came, so <laughs> I, I hacked into BD's computer and then only got the first file, and that's how I got freaking Henry Gold. Yo, I can't believe! Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So mine was mine was I. You know, I think I like John Krasinski uh, and the Emily Blunt fan casting for for uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. But I was like, okay, I need to give more than that because that's what everybody expects and all that stuff. So I said Henry Golding. I think Henry Golding's a really charming guy. He can be witty. He can be charismatic. He can play the genius. Uh, I think that'd be fun to see. Um, I think for Sue Storm, uh, this one is this one. I can see this happening. Alicia Alicia Vikander. I, I I like her. I think she's got the talent for the gritty action sequences. She's also got, I mean, her role in Ex Machina showed just how much poise she can bring to the screen. Uh, I think she's super talented. I would, I think that she could make a good Sue Storm. Uh, I also, speaking of Alicia's, uh, Alicia Debnam Carey might be a good one too, who was uh, Alexa on the hundred and is leaving Fear the Walking Dead now. So she could also, she she's, she's talented and she hasn't, I don't feel like she's had her opportunity to really, to have a breakout moment like she's had great roles but i guess in like this kind of crazy mainstream way that marvel provides i think she could also thrive in that environment too johnny storm i think harry styles would have been good i think he would have been really good but he's eros now 
I really like the Zach Efron casting. So that's like, I think that that's a fun, I, I like Zach Efron. He's a beautiful man and uh, he's a talented actor. So, and he's also been funny. Like when he plays roles where he's making fun of himself and kind of self-aware, kind of the same way the rock does like, and embraces comedy. Great. Has some dramatic chops. And also he did that uh, show where he traveled the world and tasted food and stuff. And I was like, Zach Efron's just cool, man. I'd love to spend time with him. Um, Ben Grimm, I know he's already taken by Marvel, but not Marvel Studios. I think Tom Hardy would be a great Ben Grimm. Oh. Uh, and I think he, the movie will be better than his other Marvel movies. So I, I don't care. I'm saying Tom Hardy. And Dr. Doom, I've said this for a while. I think Jason Clark would be a good hmm. Dr. Doom. I think he'd be really cool for it. That man can play some intensity. I don't know. I can't like when he was in the Apes movies. He's good, man. He's good. Also, I think Willem Dafoe would have been a good Doom, a really pretty exceptional Doom, but we can't, I'm not, that's one I won't take from Sony Marvel. I will let him stay there because he's iconic. But uh, yeah, that's my casting. Uh, John Krasinski, Naomi Blunt, of course, but Henry Golding, Alicia Vikander, uh, Zac Efron, Tom Hardy, and Jason Clark. Very nice. <laughs> I'm just like, after you and Aaron, it's like the, the entire thing's just broken after you guys were so similar. <laughs> um, I guess I'll be next. So obviously I've, I've been vocal about two of the fan casts that are on my list. The other two for Sue and Johnny, I'm not like super passionate about a particular actor to play them. I think like I could also see them race bending the two of them. I think that would be great. I think the, the thought was there in fan four stick, but it didn't really fully get there. I think that that would be fun to kind of have them not necessarily be played by white people, but just going off of my initial shoot from the hip fan cast. Um, I've, I've spoken about it at length. Glenn Howerton as Reed Richards. Um, I, I think John Krasinski was fine in the context that we needed him to be in. Um, but also he is, he does not give the energy to me as being the smartest man in the room who knows that he is the smartest man in the room. Um, Reed needs to be borderline sociopathic in like how much he loves science and how much he loves discovery and all of the stuff that makes him the leader of the fantastic four. And I think anyone who has watched, it's always sunny in, the, in Philadelphia and has seen Glenn Howerton's character just go absolutely buck wild. Like he can deliver a dramatic monologue, like nobody's business. It is, it is a thing where I can see him be the very chaotic, like dangerous side of Reed, but also the very nice family man who still has like good intentions at the end of the day. Um, so that's my read. Um, pursue my kind of shoot for the hip fan cast uh, because I am still a prisoner of having watched Glee for half my life. Um, Diana Agron, I think would be a really great mm. Sue. I think she would be really fun. And I think the age difference between her and Glenn Howerton would be kind of cool. Uh, for Johnny, um, Ross Lynch, who was on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and has done like Disney Channel sort of stuff. I, I, it's kind of to Aaron's point, I could see him eating pizza with Tom Holland. I think that would be kind of a fun team up between the two of them. Um, for the thing, I've said it many times, I will continue to say it. Seth Rogen would just be perfect. I think the hearing him say it's clobbering time and after after chip and dale and his little role in that and roles in that when they poke fun at his like lion king and all of that i think he would do it and i think it would be so much fun he would get who ben Grimm is as a person and would also get who the thing is as a person and i think it would just be so much fun i can just hear him say it's clobbering time it's perfect and then for doom uh mads mickelson because he he was kind of done dirty by the first Doctor Strange, and I think he would be a super fun. Just he would he would commit to it on a level that would just make the internet go wild, and I think it would be so much fun to see him kind of get MCU redemption. That's a good list. Yeah, That's I like that list. a lot. I was Seth like, I Rogen that movie. Thing. Uh, 
as Ben Grimm is uh, as a thing is it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's creative. Tony says that all the time. Like he cuts like his dream fan cast. It would be perfect. (laughs) It works way too well, honestly. I googled your Johnny Storm Uh pick, and he looks like a Hollister advert. So well done, Jennifer. Well done. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Bring back Chris Evans. All right, Jamie, All right. you're on. It's, okay. you're on the clock. I, I did not prepare for this because, <laughs> again, I, 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 I wake up five like five minutes before we start the show, so uh, I don't have a fully formed thing. But I will, I will throw out some things, and we'll hear what the things are. Um, I for we'll start with Johnny because I am a hundred percent here for the Zac Efron fan cast. Um, it's not an original thought, but I love that man so much. Me and my two best friends have a Facebook chat that is solely dedicated to sending Zac Efron content. Um, uh, I I think he is like Hemsworth uh, in that he is someone who is very attractive. So sometimes you forget how funny they can be. Uh, the Neighbors movies I've seen probably more than any comedies that were made in the last ten years. Yeah. Those movies deeply, um, and I just I just think he's a good dude and i saw somebody tweet that he was too old and that made me feel really old um uh so i'm gonna sit with that one for a bit if you think that he's too old for this role ouch i'll tell you that much um my thing uh my thought was uh o'shea jackson jr um because uh, i find him to be hilarious and adorable and I'm excited that he's going to be in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm ready to see more of him and if you have not seen Ingrid Goes West he is just brilliant in that movie and he's really good in the long shot with Seth Rogen there are people that I kind of <laughs> s- put similar in my mind in terms of of their performing so that that was my thought there um I didn't really give any thought to the other two because um, I don't know this whole thing with Krasinski. I just, it's too much for my brain. I do. I have no preference either way. If he stays or goes, I will be fine either way. Um, And that is how I feel about that. Um, Dr. Doom. I mean, you know that my instinct to say is Nick Cage. (laughs) Uh, which Stop. I mean, oh my come God. on, like, like that would be some unhinged so galaxy brain nonsense wild. that I think could really work. But I really <laughs> like Mads as that's like a real answer. But like, I'm now picturing Nick Cage, and it's like I'm blowing not. my brain. <laughs> that would be um, Oh my God! Uh, you know, he should have been in the Illuminati. Yes. Nick Cage Doom should have been in the Illuminati scene. <laughs> but no, I, I don't like fan casting. I've never, that's never been my thing. So I just, uh, I don't have any strong feelings about any of these, except I do love the idea of Zach Efron. Uh, and I'm sorry that I didn't come prepared, but some of us like to sleep. Uh, and that's <laughs> what I did. I don't sleep anymore. I slept like four hours, whatever, whatever. Not, not because of work, just because I'm dumb. Uh, A couple of, a couple of good suggestions in the comment section. Uh, I really like, I think this is interesting to think about Adam Scott as Reed Richards or, or Dr. Doom. He could be interesting. Uh, I'm not trying a Nick Cage voice. I I can't even like, I can't even audibly visualize that, but, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Raul like Kali as Reed. John Carlo yeah. Esposito as Doctor Doom would be that would be something special. Yes. That would be he's cool. He's proven himself. I mean, he's on my shirt. <laughs> That's the wrong side. Uh, he's just, he's <laughs> just the king of villainy. I mean, he's so good. Like, yeah, Moff Gideon's great, but Gus Fring is like I possibly the best TV villain of all time. If we're really Gus Fring is good enough to make your head explode. 
<laughs> Get, Get out of here. <laughs> Blow your face off. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi in just a moment because the show's amazing. We're going to, this does mean there are spoilers for Obi-Wan coming. The show's awesome and we don't have any Marvel. It's been, honestly, it's been a slow news week for Marvel. So we're making the most of it. I think the first half hour of the show was exceptional considering what we had to work with. We are great. Good job, everybody. In just a minute, we're going to come back and talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And next week, the second half of the show is about Miss Marvel. So let's do it. See you in a minute. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero Season 2, Episode 21. We are going off topic for this second half of the show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's a marvelous show, so we are incorporating it into the Marvel show. I, I, I think the show's brilliant. I just got back from Star Wars Celebration. It was my first time at Celebration. I'm in my Star Wars era. I, I'm a, I, Listen, prequels, I don't care. I have fun watching them. Best lightsaber fights, Anakin and Obi-Wan. I'm here for them. I love their relationship. They are a tragic love story. Then you got, then you got today's showdown which i'll say for a moment if somebody needs to dodge spoilers we'll get into that in a moment but overall obi-wan kenobi is uh, I, I'm, I'm into the show uh, i love the first two episodes i love the plot lot I, I think the most impressive thing they did was keep the plot a secret i had no idea what this show was going to be about I, I actually didn't really have any idea what it was going to be about but it definitely was not what i expected so and i still loved it they, they in my opinion they took a gamble they, they rolled the dice with what they did and it worked really, really well. And it's still working. Jenna, what do you think of Obi-Wan so far? I will say to the people who think that we're going off topic, Marvel does publish Obi-Wan Kenobi comics. So we can technically have this be under the umbrella and it'll work. Yeah, go to um, a comic book store, people. Go. Exactly. Go read some comics. Um, I, first of all, I am so happy seeing you thrive after your first Star Wars celebration. I went to mine like a couple years ago in Chicago. I almost went to the one last weekend, but didn't end up going. But I'm loving seeing you like be so happy because it is just an infectious feeling. Um, this show, I am just so amazed by it. I, I've loved the vast majority of the Disney Plus shows that have been out so far. I, I love The Mandalorian, but this feels in a completely different caliber for like what a Disney Plus show is capable of. I think that the, like, like to your point about the plot, the fact that the plot is what it is and it doesn't feel like a gimmick, it feels so earned and so special. I wrote a whole piece on the site the other day about the Leia of it all and just how this is strengthening her character in a way that I never would have expected to see and in a way that we always get this kind of stuff for Luke and for Boba Fett and for like the male characters. But to be able to get to see 
the origin of young Leia and who she is and have that be a thing that also impacts Obi-Wan as a character is just incredible. I think the show is just so brilliantly executed. The aesthetic is great. The cast is great. All of the little cameos are so much fun. And I am just like, I'm so happy that the show even exists because it is just such a joy to watch. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron what, do you, what do you think? I feel oh. like I want one of us to just be like, this show sucks. Good <laughs> luck. Uh, I don't think you get that from me. But the funny thing is that I, for me, I know everybody to my, what is it? This would be my left. Yeah, there we yeah. go. To my left, they're all very huge on the Star Wars. And I am a late comer to this stuff. So I just kind of accept what they give to me. And what they've given to us is pre- pretty darn good. I'm very, very intrigued, very interested. I thought it was very funny that I had so many people ask me, like, do you need to have known, like, all the Star Wars, like, lore to do this? And in the first five seconds of, like, the first episode, it's like, and that was the prequel series. Now on to what we're doing right now. Um, it's just really fun. The actress that they've got playing young Leia, you can see like the Carrie Fisher like coming through her at the right points. It's very, very nice. Um, I I do like too that it obviously it's taking a tremendous toll on this poor band. We it like the Lucasfilm Disney Plus division is basically like the uh just beaten down, weathered dad's <laughs> corner of content at this point. <laughs> Yeah, Mando, they're all just going to be sitting at a table at the end of all this, like, you got the kid where you needed to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all right. And then they just like hug it out, support group style. Um, it's it's very fun. I, I've hugged <laughs> myself so far. And this, this episode today was crazy. I was like, what? It's absolutely insane. Yeah, when he put Obi-Wan in the fire, woo! <laughs> yeah. That scene was, Jeez. that scene was hot. <laughs> Jamie? Jamie, Jamie, no. Jamie, I think Jamie yeah. hates this show. She's having a hard time getting 100%. through it. It's just boring and disappointing yep. and not at all interesting. Yep. I'm going to get so emotional, you guys. I just can't believe this exists. I'm like, I'm really, I'm, I, I, we, it's no secret. I love the prequels. I love every Star Wars movie that's ever been made. I've, you, all of them that don't name an exception because I love them all. Um, and, and Revenge of the Sith is like, deep, deep in my soul. I've already watched it four times in 2022 alone just to get myself hyped for the show. And I cannot believe that Pride Month kicked off with an Anakin and Obi-Wan reunion. I feel <laughs> like it was done for my soul. I, I, Poor Obi-Wan is just, my whole heart is breaking for him, which is what I wanted. I want to be sad. I'm just, oh God. I, ever, I, it's just so much that I didn't know I needed. Young Leia is so perfect and there's and, and it's so wild to me that people think that it's like retconning stuff because so much is like clicking for me she does know the name ben kenobi in a new hope she named her son ben after like one little adventure no after multiple adventures and i just i just think it's beautiful you guys like i'm my my whole heart is going to explode into a gazillion pieces um i interviewed young leia like a year and a half ago because she was in um, the Robert Rodriguez Shark Boy and Love a Girl sequel that I can't think of the name. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and she was like a little adult. She was, I'm going to have to share this interview because she was so cute. And I'm like, and I could tell in that moment that she was going to thrive, but I never in a million years would have guessed that it would have been as a young Leia. She's so good. And then 
We've got so many cool new characters. You guys know I love me a lady villain. So uh, we've got third sister over here fighting Sung Kang for the love of Darth Vader. That is the duel of my heart. I, I'm so excited to see a woman with a red saber, like just like, oh, I'm so into it. And I just, ah, you guys, I, I just can't believe this is my life. And then I get you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen back. I've just been waiting for this since I was a teenager. Uh, and I could just mumble and mumble and ramble forever about, about <laughs> this. But this third episode especially was like, it just hit me in the heart. It hit me in the original trilogy heart. It hit me in the prequel heart. And it hit me in the sequel heart. I just, uh, and anyone who's like, they need to stop focusing on these old characters. There's other new stuff. You don't have to enjoy this if you don't want to. There's so much Star Wars content. Just like chill out. Just, just like be like have positive energy, people. It's like not that hard. You can just like something, but like it doesn't have to ruin your life. Come on. Uh, anyway, uh, that is my rant of how much I am happy and pleased, and uh, my life is good because of this television program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today's episode. Um, I, I want to just listen to Jamie. I want like I if I if I have uh, if I ever you know if anything ever happens to me, <laughs> baby, please just uh, like for my for my for when everybody says goodbye to me and you know spreads my ashes just let jamie be the hype person to be like his life was this his life was that <laughs> please 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 i i adore the way jamie gets excited about things uh today's episode i loved it i thought that uh what was that what was that uh what was the name of the guy who was driving that that flow floaty truck what's his name flirk flirk something like that isn't it freak for, for, some like Fred. Babu, no, because that's Babu Freak you're thinking of. Some kind of like alien flat? version of Fred. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but uh, that man was what his voice did not match his body. That's all. His Freck. voice did not like. I was like, I had a different expectation for Freck. I had a different expectation for what Freck was going to sound like. Uh, but ultimately, Freck, I don't trust him. He got popped in the back of the head, and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but then, honestly, that's not even the that's not even the, the takeaway from the episode. The takeaway was the reunion between. Uh, Anakin and 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 Obi Wan and I thought when that poster moment happened when the lightsaber was lit up and you saw Obi Wan through that uh, standing there I was like oh he's about to indict the lightsaber and he just scurried off I was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> scurried away and then they ended up fighting and it was uh, man we're getting lightsaber fights again and I feel like we like Deborah Chow the director doing a brilliant job I mean like that the way that that fight scene was lit by the lightsabers and pretty much only the lightsabers like it's just genius work uh and it's, it's so cool i don't I, I i i don't care if it's a stuntman in that darth vader costume i'm imagining it's hayden christensen the whole time uh because that makes me feel better we saw hayden in the episode when he did like that look back that kind of creepy christian shepherd in the on the edge of the woods like standing there looking back Man, I, everything about this and, and Reva is a really interesting character that I'm actually going to bring up a theory about in a minute. But I just that those are the things I liked most about this today's episode was the fighting, the reu the emotion behind the reunion. I think Ewan McGregor is doing a brilliant job acting at this out. And uh, and and young Leia is just brilliant. She's so she's perfect. What a gamble. What a risk to cast a young Leia and make that the centerpiece, a, a huge part of the show. But it paid off like that could go so wrong. I feel like with this Star Wars fandom. And it didn't. It is paying off in dividends, and it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that the shout out to Deborah Chow for the brilliant directing. 
Um, also, I just want to also shout out to the moment where that stormtrooper got cut right in half. Yes. That was- oh! <laughs> I literally yelped. That was wild. <laughs> I will just say with like the freck of it all, I, I am obsessed with how this show is doing just creature design because it feels like the original trilogy era of just like these very practical, dorky looking just monster characters because between Freck and then in episode two, there's just straight up the dinosaur with like a blaster machine gun who like is one of the bounty hunters that is attacking Obi-Wan. And I'm like, I need a comic. I need an action figure. I need everything about that dinosaur because just having a dinosaur in, in a robe with a blaster it's just the coolest thing that is the most Star Wars thing possible I'm Jenna just, I'm, you, you tweeted yeah. about that but it was yeah. like vague you were yes. like there was a moment and in yeah. my head I'm like it was that dinosaur it was the dinosaur because I, oh. I did not want to spoil it for anybody I didn't yeah. want to say like oh the dinosaur in that episode I didn't want to like ruin that because it was just like I laughed out loud when that showed up I'm like I love dorky weird creature design like I cheered when we found out Babu Frick is going to be in Mandalorian next season like I love the weird little guys of the Star Wars universe so I was just like cool this is a weird little guy. This is a literal dinosaur in Jedi robes. This is amazing. The Dinolorian. Yeah. <laughs> give, make, give me a dinosaur head shaped Mandalorian helmet. That'd be <laughs> yeah. Get that dinosaur was when that when, when the camera put, put it on the dinosaur for the first time. I was I, I was lucky enough to be watching it at celebration. The crowd was like, dinosaur! and by the crowd, I mean me. <laughs> I love a good dinosaur. Yep. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think of today's episode? Uh, it's really sort of real. Like I know that like the the show is ostensibly action, but it really is like emotional. Like it really is. Like he has serious, serious PTSD from watching his boy having to do that to his boy, and then him coming back. Like he's just sitting there on that bench, like hearing uh, Riva's taunting. And then inner cuts of like old like archival audio, and I'm like, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad place. The that's it. Leia, get him out of it. Get him out of it because he's got heroic blue screen of death going on right now. Red <laughs> ring of death. You need to go ahead. You need to put him in the freezer and take him out so he'll be okay again. So you can actually use him. Use him like, and you guys can portray your goal. I really like. Uh, I know some people don't like. Uh, Moses is doing, Moses Ingram is doing as as her, but I really find it compelling because she's just ruthless. Like if you play like Jedi Fallen Order, I love the the antagonist in that game. I was sad at the end of that, but I was like, oh my god, I wish there was more stories. And she feels very similar to that that whole dynamic. And we're getting more freaking Jedi Fallen Order after last week too. I'm just sitting there like the SpongeBob meme, watching Jamie and Brandon like frolic in the fields of star wars from over at my house like oh well good for them <laughs> i remember Rita joy yesterday i'm like i'm excited that i'm gonna have her on my shelf it doesn't come out to like august though but mm. I, I i bought it yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 go ahead what? oh i was just gonna say like the action is cool like you're getting a lot of the stuff built in, in the background we keep getting new planets like it's or well not new new planets but planets we've never seen before in the movies because people have been decoding the freaking writing in this from the trailers and figured out that this is planet they're going to end up in at some point which i'm just like i gotta tell you the internet is like an amazing place the stuff we put our energy towards is truly tremendous i'm like wow they figured this out back in what whenever this trailer came out this is not a surprise i'm surprised and also we get a weird like 
I guess, meta explanation for why there's so many freaking desert planets because the empire keeps mining them all the deserts. And that's why we're always in the sand, the God awful sand. I also, I, I dig Reva. I think Reva is going to be, end up being one of the most complex characters in the series because she was a Jedi. She's now, you know, forced to pursue Darth Vader's pr- uh, approval. And I think Moses is doing a great job with it. Also, I just want to say, I've seen the, I've seen the, the news and the conversations surrounding what Moses Ingram has been enduring, uh, the racist remarks she's been getting. For what it's worth, Phase Zero fully stands with Moses Ingram. We don't, we don't, that, that there's no place in any fandom for, for, for bullshit like that. Like, I know we're not supposed to curse on here, but there's no way to put it lightly. Yeah, like, that is just, yeah, if you get one, that's where I'm using it because you can't emphasize enough how, like, Moses Ingram's doing a great job. And if you're criticizing her for, for the way she looks or anything like that, that's ridiculous. And we don't welcome that here. There's no place for it in any fandom. Moses is great. I think Reva is going to end up being one of the most interesting characters. And I think the, uh, the, the, the character she's already delivered through only three episodes has been really interesting. And the theory that I want to talk about with, with, uh, with, with Reva, the third sister is I'm sure you guys have seen this. There's a theory that that first scene when order 66 was executed, one of those five kids was a young black girl and everybody's saying that might be Reva. And if you look at the scene, she's also the only character who's wearing like a kind of darker brown robe. So it's easy to follow her because her, her costume is a bit different from the other four kids. So I'm like, I like this theory. I'd really like to see, you know, and she's the one who said we run. So I, you know, I really would like to see it show us, you know, the moment that, you know, she has, she had to get out of there. She had to leave and then be forced to either serve Darth Vader or, be killed off. Like that's going to be a really interesting thing. And maybe, maybe she's able to come back around because she realized, I think she might end up in a gray, like not a gray area, but like the middle because the dark side is wrong and the Jedi aren't perfect. So like, you know what, maybe she's just going to be able to be like, you know what? I'm doing my thing now. Both of y'all are dumb. (laughs) So I I wouldn't hundred percent think you are correct. I think that that is going to be the reveal. And I also feel like, can you like just the complexity of like Anakin came in and slaughtered all my friends. And now my life is to uh, get his approval. That is some, there's a lot of layers to that. And I cannot wait to see where this is going. I I think there, there is a chance for her to, to turn it around. Um, but also if she just kept being pure evil, I would not mind that either. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just so ex- I'm s- of the new characters. I'm so excited to see where she goes. It's just kind of, I'm just sad because they probably will get my boy up out of here. I'm about to see Sun Kang die and get on screen. Mm. And I don't want to <laughs> see that. Or at least him get her to get on screen. I don't want to see that, but he is bad. So we got to go. Yeah. Uh, Han. It's it's sad. Every time he they talked about it, he made they made it seem like he's going to be a Jedi, and now I'm like, oh man, he's evil. Oh, <laughs> he's the well, level headed evil. He's the level headed yeah. evil, physically, physically. <laughs> the black manta rig. Like, yes. it does look like that. Borrowed that from Yaya's uh, Aquaman closet. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I mean, yeah. Overall, this show's great. I can't believe it's. There's two sides to this. One is I can't believe we're already halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Like this is episode three. There's only three more episodes. The other is that it's like wow, we're only halfway through it, and we already got a lightsaber fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. What? Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I want to see flashbacks coming up. I would really love to see something that shows, 
you know, that's that that the prequels give us everything we have. This is maybe just fan service. And there's there's got to be a way to do this creatively that it does really serve the, the plot. Uh, but I don't really care by the plot. I'm it's I spell it H-A-Y-D-E-N. So I want <laughs> to see <laughs> I want to see. Anakin and Obi-Wan when they were friends, when they were on missions together, when they were doing stuff together, stuff around the time from the animated shows. I'd love to see Ahsoka in there. Uh, I think it could be really cool to see Hayden as Anakin again. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I want. That's my dream here. Give me, give me a flashback. Deepen, deepen the plot. (laughs) H-Y-A-Y-D-E-N. And, and in that flashback, they're going to kiss. Is uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, put, if you put either of them in the Clone Wars like <laughs> armor, I would be over the moon. Like, I just want to see that realized in live action and have them both be there. Like, that would just be insane. I know, like, Hayden is confirmed, I guess, to be in the Ahsoka show. So, I'm part of me is hoping that if we don't get flashbacks in this, we hopefully get flashbacks there, which, like, that would just be amazing to see them both in live action after all of the animated of it all. But, yeah, like. I agree. I agree with everything you said, including J.B.'s remark. <laughs> um, also, we haven't mentioned James Earl Jones! Yes. That man is 91. 91. And bless him. Thank you. Thank you for your service, James Earl Jones. You <laughs> are... You've paid... Oh, oh, God. Another one. I just, I'm so happy. It's, it just makes me so happy, you guys. I don't even... I, form the words out of my mouth on this podcast where we're supposed to form words out of our mouth. Can, can I? So I'm, I'm sorry, this is a total topic change, but can I just say when, 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 when Darth Vader held Obi-Wan up and was like by the, like above the fire and he was lit by the fire and the voice of James Earl Jones was present and, and making this scene perfect. I, all I wanted was to I so badly for Darth Vader to be like, oh, you want the high ground? <laughs> While he was holding him up. I really, I thought we were going to get a high ground joke for a second. Too. There was a moment where I'm like, no, are they really going to make this joke? I have the same like, thing. I really thought it was coming too. I thought for sure. I thought for sure. <laughs> There was a high ground joke coming, but we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Okay. All right. Anything else we want to talk about on the Obi-Wan Kenobi front before we wrap up today's show? Just this show is perfect. This is just so perfect. And so much fun. I've got to pop in for this. I'm I'm sorry. Oh, Richard. Richard Richard in the chat. Yeah. Prequel fan number number one equal to Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it wasn't brought up. But um, when I I went crazy when they showed Vader's castle because like... Um, we, we haven't kind of like what well, we've seen like a maybe a, a little shot of it in a uh, Rogue One, but like we were inside of Vader's castle. So when I seen that, I was like, ah, I screamed. I was like, oh my god, we're, we're here. This is this is really cool. That was one of the things. I don't know. I, I liked a lot about this episode, but seeing Vader inside his castle on Mustafar, it was it was really cool. But like also, I just thought Vader was like really menacing and like he. I don't know, he was very scary. I feel like we were watching like maybe a Michael Myers version of like Darth Vader, you know, chasing Obi-Wan. It was just, he was really scary, really menacing, terrifying. And I love that about, about him or about him in this episode. When I saw that lava, my whole body yeah. <laughs> made feelings. <laughs> I thought that was Dr. Evil's volcanic lair. <laughs> but no, I, I, Honestly, that's the sort of stuff that I am not like I I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not one 
I don't know as much about Star Wars as I know about Marvel by any means. So hearing Richard come in and say like the Vader's castle stuff and all that, I'm like, damn, now I got to go look into why this is such a big deal. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not a Star Wars expert. I've just watched a lot of this stuff and it makes me excited. Richard, where'd you go? Whoa. No. Whoa. He said his piece. Oh, oh. Yep. Richard, what do you think of the series as a whole? As a whole, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I, we we kind of had these discussions, man. Um, they could put out anything and I'd love it. But um, this is just really special just to see Obi-Wan back again, see Hayden back in the space. Like, I'm just kind of like Jamie said, I, I just can't believe we're seeing this. I can't believe we're getting this. I don't feel like we deserve it, but I'm glad. I'm glad we got it. I'm just loving it. I'm loving this. this is, okay, so for Richard and Jamie, you two seem to be the, the, the most genuine, thorough fans here of this, of this all. Is there, what do you want to see happen? Like, is there, do you guys like, is there something, you, some conclusion to this you've thought about would be fun or like just a moment, a specific moment or, 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 or reunion or characters or, or closure, something like that that you want to see happen? It's already given me so much more than I, than my little brain could have come up with that. Like, I, I, I just want Obi-Wan Invader to like, just give me a little more, like, like a little chit chat. <laughs> not you know mid fight obviously I want another battle between them um, but I already got Ewan running his fingers through his hair and being a sad boy <laughs> that's you know it's kind of my uh, thing I just I really genuinely if uh, if we were ever going to get a bridge between the prequels and the originals this is I couldn't have thought of something better and something that that for me personally. So uh, I, I'm just going to trust and uh, and go along. I don't know if Richard has an answer, but yeah, I, I, I think I have something direct. I can immediately think that and they're kind of teasing this already. But um, I just want to see that interaction between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon as, as a force ghost. Oh, I, yes. I, I think we may see that. But um, like that, that's just those interactions, like something like that will make the end of episode three come full circle for me or whatnot and for a lot of Star Wars fans. So like just seeing that interaction would be cool. But I kind of agree with Jamie. Like I've got enough in here already that I didn't even think I was going to get. So like there's not much they can do wrong for me here. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to rip our hearts out. They're going to hurt us and that's okay. I want to be hurt again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Uh, this show, I'm, I'm glad that the biggest fans here are, are feeling satisfied. That's that shows that it's working. Man, I can't believe it. If you guys want us to talk more about Obi-Wan Kenobi on the next episode, we have Miss Marvel next week. So that's going to be big. We have episode one. Jenna, I'm actually going to be like, hey, Jenna, can you do one of them fancy Jenna, Professor Jenna videos for the Phase Zero YouTube channel? Then maybe if you have time, we can get that up uh, this the, later this week or Monday or Tuesday. Get everybody a little refresher, get everybody caught up. Uh, but uh, if you guys want us to talk about more about Obi-Wan, we'd love to. I've, I've had a lot of fun today. It feels a lot less, there, there's a lot less pressure and a lot more ease talking about Obi-Wan yeah. than there is, you know, the, doing the things where we have to be the, the, the real experts and deliver insights. It's, it's a, I, I really loved talking about Obi-Wan. I don't know, I don't know how to describe why that was so fun, but it was. Because <laughs> it, it's a little different. We talk yeah, about that's true. every day of our lives. It's nice to yeah, know. That's sure. true. <laughs> also, Darth Vader, I have to say this, was an absolute savage <laughs> in this. Yo, this man was just breaking necks. Like, I, mm -hmm. I that was crazy. This reminded me of The Walking Dead because everywhere Rick Grimes goes, like whatever town he ends up in, chaos follows and people <laughs> suffer. And I was like, yo, Obi-Wan is the new Rick Grimes. Like this man showed up in this village and now everybody's just being slaughtered. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vader was, Vader was, uh, my goodness, ruthless. 
I yeah. finally finished uh, the Marvel Vader run that started in 2015. Uh, those comics are so good. Finally, I have some comics knowledge. <laughs> we're, we're in Jamie's zone now. Those comics are so good. I, I literally started them because I wanted to read about Black Crusade. And now I just got the Dr. Afro Omnibus. I'm so ready to get uh, to get Dr. Afro, more Dr. Afro in my life. But Vader is like really cool in those comics. And, and I just love seeing that him be ruthless. And I really recommend reading those. I dig it. I dig it. I love Jamie's moment here. I lo- I'm living for Jamie's moment here. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to wrap up today's show. Jamie, any, any final words as we as we head out? Uh, yeah, I want you all to know that I decided to do a Moon Knight again, and I did not watch my Ms. Marvel screeners. So uh, I will be going in next week blind with uh, with the rest of you uh, lovely listeners, and I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm excited for some teen lighthearted content. We need that in our lives. Let's go. Let's go. Jenna, what you got for us today? I, I was hoping Jamie would do that because I am so excited to see you like react to the show in real time. Like, I think that is going to be so much fun. Like, granted, we've only seen the first two episodes, so it's not like the Moon Knight thing where we're way far ahead of you. But like, I am so excited to hear what you think. Um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Go read some comics. I, I echo what Jamie said. The Darth Vader comics are so good. Basically, all of the Marvel Star Wars comics are so good. Dr. Aphra is amazing. So yeah, definitely just go read those comics. Oh, classic. Aaron, what you got for us? Uh, it's at some of the Hornet on Twitter. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see Miss Marvel. It's really, really fun. We might have some more Miss Marvel content for you by the end of the week, possibly. Maybe. Ooh, um, tell them, Aaron. Tell, tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. We're, do, we're doing the press junket this week. So I'll Ooh. be talking to some of the people from Miss Marvel. D will be talking to pe- people from Miss Marvel. Matt Aguilar from Comic Book Nation will be talking to people from Miss Marvel. So if you're hungry for interviews with those with those fine people, you can come to the Phase Zero YouTube channel and check it all out. Also, right. I'm writing the review of the series for the site. So... That's the first one of these I got to do. And I'm glad it's good because I'm just going to love on it. It's going to be great, everybody. We're so, so excited. Um, and if I hadn't, if I if I let BD have Henry Golding, I'd say uh, as my alternate, uh, Richard John Page as Ooh. Reed Richards. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Okay. Where, where, where's my okay. spray bottle? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That was a fun show. Thank you, guys. Thank the three of you for for having so much fun. Thanks to Richard for popping in, Peter for being here and helping with the show uh, and making today's awesome image, and everybody who dropped their fantastic forecastings, everybody who welcomed our Obi-Wan Kenobi discussion. We love talking about all this stuff with you. We love creating an environment where we can all do it and celebrate good things together. Happy Pride Month, everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful June. It is June 1st. I can't believe it. We're halfway through Obi-Wan, and we're almost halfway through 2022. Where does the time go? Uh, I'm BD. We will see you in a week to celebrate Miss Marvel. Later, guys.